Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 10, and we begin in verse 46 and go through verse 52. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, grab the Pew Bible. It's the black one there in the back of the pew, and you can turn to page 1007. And it is Mark chapter 10, and we begin in verse 46. If you don't own a Bible, we want you to take that Bible home with you. We believe in the power of God's word and want you to have it in your life. Again, it's Mark 10, 46 through 52. And there it's written. And they came to Jericho. And as... He was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus, and Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Let us pray. O holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, folks, this is it. We have reached that point that this is it. This is the final miracle recorded by Mark in his gospel by Jesus. And so we've been traveling through the gospel of Mark since January, and and here we are at the end of chapter 10. And and, and what we notice is that uh, Mark uses 10 chapters to cover three years of ministry by Jesus which means that the remaining six chapters in the Gospel of Mark are dedicated to the week of Jesus' death and resurrection. If that doesn't scream out what is significant about Jesus most, I don't know what else to tell you. But this is the final miracle. And Jesus is in Jericho. He's 18 miles away from Jerusalem a place he is headed on purpose to go celebrate the Passover, but that also he may be handed over to the chief priests and scribes and handed over to the Gentiles where he'll be mocked and flogged and then he will hang on a cross, die, and three days later be resurrected. For Jesus is going on purpose to Jerusalem, and he's 18 miles away. Jericho, a city that has been rebuilt and and renovated by the Herodians. A beautiful city by all accounts during this time. And it was normal for rabbis like Jesus to be going to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, that they would have an entourage with them. That wasn't anything strange or outlandish. 
and they would teach along the way on their journey. But it was different to have a great crowd. Now this great crowd is winding through the streets of Jericho with Jesus, and it's the same crowd that will later encounter when he's brought before them and they shout, crucify him, crucify him. You must not ever lose sight of that, of how fickle fandom of Jesus really is. But here, as he's exiting Jericho to begin heading to Jerusalem, we meet Bartimaeus, a blind beggar. And then it tells us he's the son of Timaeus. And so we're actually told twice that he's the son of Timaeus because Bar means son of, and Timaeus is his father's name. So we're told in his name, Bartimaeus, he's the son of Timaeus. And then for good measure, Mark just reminds us he's the son of of Timaeus. Now, we get his name, and the Gospel of Matthew tells us that there's two of them, and the other one doesn't get a name, but we get Bartimaeus's name because Bartimaeus becomes part of the church. Bartimaeus goes on to experience Jesus that week in Jerusalem, but does not lose faith or hope and continues on, we get Bartimaeus' name because it would be recognizable to the people Mark is writing to. And so we meet him, a blind beggar by the gate on the roadside out of Jericho. Now, during this time, a, a person who is blind, they were understood to be cursed. And it, and it was an awful thing to be blind and to be considered cursed. Because it would have been better if you were just sick or ill or diseased. In fact, the only thing that being blind is better than during this time in, in Israel is a tax collector. For a blind person, they were just merely seen as not useful. There wasn't any work or, or things they could do to help provide. And so they were rendered useless not worth the time or the energy, and, and sent off into a life of begging for food and for money. And so being blind, seeing as cursed, and then being told you are useless and being impoverished for life. And so when we meet Bartimaeus, he's made aware that it is Jesus of Nazareth and the great crowd who are coming through the streets at this point. And immediately he leaps up and he begins to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But you know, when there's a great crowd and you're trying to get attention drawn to you, you've got to get really loud. And that's what Bartimaeus does. He leaps up and he calls him son of David. Only Bartimaeus calls him son of David outside of Jesus referencing himself in the Gospel of Mark. The son of David is a messianic title. So it means that when Bartimaeus leaps up and he's crying out, he is proclaiming to all of Jericho that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. And they just simply tell him, be quiet. Settle down, Bartimaeus. Gosh, would you just give it a rest? Jesus is coming. We want to be able to hear him, not 
you. But Bartimaeus is pleading for mercy. He's pleading and crying out despite being rebuked. And, and the way that Mark writes this word, cries out, is the same word in Greek also used in Revelation to describe the crying out of a woman in labor pains. That Bartimaeus is pleading for relief. But remember, he's useless. He's a distraction. He has no value and worth no time from anyone, so they rebuke him. Bartimaeus, be quiet, like Jesus would ever stop for you. You're being annoying. Quit it. But he cries out anyway. You see, Bartimaeus knew that he was blind, and he knew that he needed a Savior. It's funny because most of the time we don't know just how blind we are. Because we think we can see. Having visual stimulation is, is an interesting thing that continues to evolve within our lives as we have more technology in front of us than ever before. We become more distracted than ever before. It used to say that our attention span was seven seconds, and I believe now it is down to less than four. The average time you will listen to this sermon today is seven minutes and not consecutively. We get distracted easily and then addicted to the screens as they appease our short attention span, whether it's a screen fits in our hand or pocket or the ones we mount on the walls, and it prevents us from turning our gaze upon Jesus. You know, Helen Keller was asked about being blind, and, and she's famously quoted as saying, Better to be blind and see with your heart than to have two good eyes and see nothing. Bartimaeus knew his condition, and in his heart he knew that only Jesus could save him. Now, th there's all sorts of things going on as Bartimaeus is rebuked after crying out, knowing he's useless and nothing but a beggar that has no real value. He could have easily just been quiet and said, okay, well, I'll just wait till the next time Jesus passes through Jericho. This isn't his first, and it won't be his last. He could have put off seeking out his Savior, and it would have been unfortunate because this was the last time Jesus would walk the streets of Jericho. Far too often we treat our own lives that way. I'll deal with this later. It doesn't bug me that much right now. But Jesus stops. Surprisingly to everyone, he stops. And he calls for Bartimaeus. Go get him. He calls him to himself. Bartimaeus hears this, he throws off his cloak. And he stumbles to Jesus. That's how we all do it, isn't it? We all find ourselves stumbling on our way to Jesus, tripping over ourselves to get there. 
And then Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And, and now Jesus has already heard his cries for mercy. Jesus knows his heart, but the question seems off. He's blind. What do you mean, what do you want? What does he want you to do for him? We've seen you do this before, Jesus, so it seems like an odd question. But let's pause for a moment. What is it you really want Jesus to do for you? Is it self-glory? Is it deliverance from sin? What do you want Jesus to do for you? In Isaiah 42, 16, it's written, And I will lead the blind in a way they do not know, in paths that they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. And so when we step back and we, we take a moment to look at all of the characters that interact with Jesus here in the 10th chapter of Mark, and we ask, what did they want Jesus to do for them? And we see the Pharisees, they... They wanted to outsmart and trap Jesus. And then the rich young ruler, he wanted eternal life from Jesus at a reasonable price. James and John, his, his own disciples, they wanted to be top officials in the new government structure of the kingdom of God. So the question no longer seems that odd. What does Bartimaeus want? as most beggars are begging for food and for money, but not Bartimaeus. He wanted sight. He wanted to see. Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has healed you. It has made you well. But this word that we translate into made you well here in Greek is sozo, which means saved. What Jesus really says is, go your way, your faith has saved you. And we know this to be true for ourselves. Immediately his sight is recovered and he follows Jesus. His sight's recovered, and he comes face to face with the Lord and Savior of his life. That's his first image. His sight is restored, and he's been blind all this time, and he travels with Jesus only to see him hang on the cross and hear that great crowd shout, Crucify him! Crucify! We're encouraged because Bartimaeus sees Jesus and does not lose faith. 
amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. Bartimaeus didn't write that song. Neither did we. But this is our story and our life in Christ. And so because of Christ, we, like Bartimaeus, can see. We can see fully into the goodness and to the love and the patience and the grace and the mercy of God in our lives. We can see as John Newton saw who wrote that song. I am a great sinner, and I have a great Savior. Amen.